Hello everyone, this is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Kuznez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This episode is all about Ghost of Tsushima, the game where you play a samurai struggling between being a proper samurai facing all opponents head on, or following the path of the ghost dispatching all enemies quietly and silently. And yes, I know, quietly and silently mean the exact same thing, but when I wrote it, it just rolled off the tongue so smoothly that I had to keep such bad writing in the script, though I still had to waste what time I've already wasted explaining to myself. So was it really worth it in the end? Only time will tell. And the time right now is 3.46 p.m. So I don't know what the fuck time is trying to tell me with those numbers. If it was only three minutes earlier, I could at least be like, hey, I guess time is trying to tell me to stop being a Sony fanboy and get on that Halo bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Infinite is the best game ever. Oh, my God. What I can tell you, that is, is that Ghost of Tsushima is the, at the time of this writing, the latest game from Sucker Punch developers. What what am I doing here? This, it is the latest game from Sucker Punch, though, the developers of the Sly and Infamous games, and originally came out on July 20th, 2020 for PS4 and has since received a director's cut with bonus content and a proper native PS5 version. What makes it a director's cut? I don't know. I guess it's the additional content. But what I do know is I directed my sword to cut many a samurai while playing the game. I like Ghosts of Tsushima. Don't get me wrong. I like the game quite a bit, especially after unloading a bit of emotional weight that was affecting not only my life on a grand scale, but my ability to enjoy games as well. But it is easily Sucker Punch's weakest game and a big disappointment for me. Disappointing because I went into it with admittedly unhealthy and unrealistic expectations, fully believing it had a great shot. And I mean, I was about like 102% sure that it was going to be this, but I thought it had a great shot at becoming my new favorite PS4 game of all time. Kind of ridiculous, wouldn't you say? Oh, I'm gonna play this game and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be my favorite game of this console of the fucking however many years it's existed. Crazy person is who I am. My favorite PS4 game, it is not. Ratchet and Clank remains champion of that domain, which is funny because going commando is anything but my favorite anything of anything holy shit what a weird weird series ratchet and clank is for me but one of my favorites it still is ghost of tsushima that is not going commando jesus what are we talking about though you may not understand why as i criticize a good deal of it hopefully when all is said and done you'll understand why i still really like the game despite its many problems after all no game is perfect not even my favorite game of all time so expecting perfection is the perfect way to ruin a perfectly good game and that's what Tsushima is I mean it's, it's more than good it's great it's a great game first and foremost though Tsushima is a beautiful game and it's not just a little pretty but one of the best looking games I've ever played it's not really surprising given Sucker Punch's history and the history of Sony first party games in general but that doesn't take away from how beautiful the world of Tsushima is which is important since parts of the game can be frustrating and said beauty serves as a great reminder of why these struggles are worth it from fields of flowers to dense forests snow-covered mountains and everything in between the world of Tsushima is a variety of landscapes and color and sometimes the lack thereof the game knows when it should overwhelm you with rich colors and when the story slash area requires the 
opposite, and so many parts of the game could be ripped out, framed, and hung up on your wall. The visuals of the game impress on both a technical level and in terms of direction, leading to, again, one of the best looking games I've ever played. And thank God the world is so beautiful because it makes up for the world being so empty of anything interesting to do. Outside of story and side missions, all there really is to do is take out outposts, follow foxes to shrines, and engage in random encounters, saving a life here and there while you do it. There's more than that, of course, but none of it is all that interesting or exciting, and the most joy I found came from whenever I found wild flowers. Finding flowers may not sound like the most exciting of activities, but flowers are the currency used for buying cosmetics and reskins for your character, so finding flowers means being able to buy that stupid hat you've been eyeing for the last seven hours. Whenever I saw a flower, I would yelp in excitement, flower, 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 and that was by far the most excited I ever was while exploring the world. It's probably the most excited I ever got playing the game, honestly, which is kind of embarrassing, but I just, man, I, when I saw a flower, holy crap, I got so damn excited. And when they started to introduce the poison darts or whatever that you could shoot, and they use a different type of flower. And then I started seeing flowers that were not flowers that I could use to buy cosmetics, but flowers I could use to create more poisons. I got really annoyed because every time I'd run up, I'd be like, oh no, it's just a poison flower. It's not a cosmetic flower. And I got really sad. I got really sad. But if flowers aren't your jam, you may be in for one boring time. Unless, of course, you're like me and can appreciate the beauty of the world even if there isn't much going on within it. After all, I love the card game Fuel and that game was nothing but nothing in all directions. And those directions just went on and on and on. I don't remember if there was actually a point where you could reach an end to the area, but I think it just went on and on. It was like just flat desert Fuel that is, which is backward compatible, but not purchasable digitally. So you have to use your stupid disc. Yeah. Damn it. Sadly, the boringness of the world seeps its way into the story, whether talking about the main story or the various side missions, and is as throwaway as they come, with its one good point being the solid performances, whether consuming it in English or Japanese. If experiencing the game in any other language, your mileage will vary. All I can say is, I streamed a bit of it in Spanish, and those who were watching and understood it weren't impressed and compared it to telenovela acting, which actually might be a good thing. That might make the story a lot more fun, because it's all overly dramatic and whatever fucking soap opera bullshit it is. Acting quality aside, this story is a forgettable and uninspired yarn that unravels in such predictable ways that I knew how everything was going to wrap up before I was even halfway through the game. It's well put together and hits all the beats you'd want a samurai story to hit, from epic battles to family drama and a handful of duels to test your fighting prowess, but there is not an original bone in its body or a hint of creativity. The infamous and sly games, especially the latter, had lots of character and personality which is sorely lacking in Tsushima. The characters are all incredibly forgettable with not a single one standing out and the same can be said of the game's story. I wish it either got crazier with its characters and events all yakuza like or leaned more into the mythical side of Japanese culture exploring the world and lore of yokai but Tsushima settles for trying to seem as authentic as possible and this ends up making it disappear in a sea of similar stories that I already don't remember a single character's name. There's uncle, the traitor with the cool hat, old angry lady, bad guy who's an actor I actually recognize, and you, of course, Mr. Ghost Sushi, son of Masushi. Thankfully, the combat overall, was that a joke? Was that a joke? I don't know if that was supposed to be funny. Masushi? Ghost Sushi? Son of Masushi? Son of Masushi? <laughs> what is this? 
What did, I, what did I write that for? Thankfully, the combat overall is a good time and makes up for the lack of a compelling narrative. However, it can get frustrating depending on what enemy types you're fighting and how many you're fighting at one time. When fighting against sword or sword and shield enemies, I had a blast because the parry system feels great with its easy to pull off parries and bonuses for landing perfect parries, so it's a system anyone can handle while also rewarding those who take the time to master it. Spearmen, on the other hand, can be incredibly annoying if facing more than one. Spearmen require dodging, and dodging is significantly less satisfying. Dodging in general feels weird because if you press the dodge button once, you'll do a little sidestep or something of this sort which may or may not actually dodge the attack. If you want to almost guarantee a successful dodge, you'll have to double tap the dodge button to roll away. Sounds fine so far, right? The problem is, when rolling away, you roll so far away that it's borderline impossible to land a counterattack because by the time you get back into range, enough time has passed for the attacker to attack again. When facing one spearman, it's fine. But if you have two or more alternating their attacks, it can be a real pain in the behind. Exacerbating fights are bowmen and dogs, both of which exist for no other reason than to annoy the shit out of the player. Bowmen will fire at you from a distance like bowmen do, and it's important to kill them all before making any attempt at taking out the melee enemies, lest you want to regularly dodge out of the way of arrows while trying to land sword slashes at the same time. Dogs, on the other hand, will lunge at you like homing missiles and can lunge so far that they are by far the most annoying enemy whenever they show up. Best way to deal with them is to slow down time and shoot an arrow in their face. I'm not one for enjoying animal murder in games, but Tsushima is the first game where I've actively enjoyed killing dogs so much so that I started teabagging every dog I killed. I don't feel good about it, but fuck the dogs in Tsushima, fuck them up their hairy little bungholes. Getting back to the positives of combat, duels happen every now and again and are both cinematic and exciting, offering a decent challenge while almost always taking place in a beautiful environment that was clearly designed for no other reason other than making whatever duel takes place there look amazing. Even though I could sometimes get frustrated with a duel, I always enjoyed them and found each one incredibly satisfying. The other big part of combat is stealth, not only being a way to tackle missions and outposts, sometimes the only way, but existing as a crucial part of the narrative as you struggle between the samurai and ninja ways. Stealth works well on the chain assassins felt especially good, but I much preferred getting into the thick of it than sneaking my way through a whole encampment. And the missions where you're forced to use stealth are annoying as any forced stealth mission is because being seen equals instant failure and I'm never a fan of that. When I walked up to an enemy outpost or found a group of bandits in the wild, I would always opt for the standoff over taking them out stealthily because standoffs are both cool, they're exactly what you think they are, you fight against a single enemy and attack them before they attack you in a quick draw format, chaining attacks together as you level up your skill, and are also a great way to restore resolve, which you use to heal and perform special attacks. As I just mentioned, there is a leveling system as well, but there's nothing super special about it. All I'll say is you unlock stances as you defeat leaders and I hated this system because stances are related to what kind of enemy you're fighting and some stances will be better against a certain enemy than other stances so why they aren't all unlocked from the get-go is beyond me and a little bit annoying. Other than that it's just your typical leveling fair and gets the job 
done. I know it may not sound like I like the game as much as I claim to at the top of the show, but keep in mind that one, I don't play many PlayStation games, and two, outside emotions were a factor in some of my frustrations. What I can say is, I played the game for almost 30 hours, and a good amount of that time was just me enjoying being in the world of Tsushima. If I didn't like the game, I would have done everything in my power to power through the story and get it over with as quickly as possible if I even bothered finishing the game. But I didn't do that. Is the game frustrating? Yes, but it's also satisfying and brought me more joy than sorrow and made me feel better when I was struggling to accept something in my real life that was bringing me down. This is what games are good at, at least the good ones, and that's why they're good. And Ghost of Tsushima is a very good game. It distracted me from outside woes and transported me to a beautiful world that I loved being in. While it didn't live up to my ridiculous expectations, it still left me happy and excited to see what Sucker Punch does next, whether that's another Ghost of Tsushima, a return to infamous lie, or something else altogether. And in my book, that's a win. Anyway, that will do it for this year episode of Attack the Backlog. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, not important just yet. It'll be important in a little bit. But what's more important is that if you'd like to see me streaming games like Ghost of Tsushima, you can do so over at twitch.tv slash PX Sausage. If you'd like to check out the videos I make, like the one for this year episode of Attack the Backlog, you can do that over at youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. Speaking of pixelated sausage, you put a dot and then you follow that dot with a com. What do you got? You got pixelatedsausage.com. And what is that? That is my site. Oh, yeah, baby. That is my site. And at that site, you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Sausage podcast, both of which are available on podcast services across the globe. You can also check out my art on the site. And if you see something you like, you can purchase the print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash PXS and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I Hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.